You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... And we are live, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Wrestling Rewind here on YouTube. And thank you for joining us uh, again. It's It's been a long time since you've been here on YouTube. Some technical difficulties, but if you are joining us on the stream, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, comment. We also be taking calls later uh, on this uh, show. If you're listening to us on Phoenix 92.5 FM, welcome. If you're listening to us on the True Painting Show, welcome. But what are you doing? Go over to Nerds No Media. Go over to WrestlingRewind.com because that's where you're able to find when we do these random streams. But uh, I'm not alone. I'm joined by my co-host for this evening. Introduce yourself, sir. How you doing? I'm Martin Herty, the boss from Cross, the Cross McGlenn Crippler, whichever you prefer. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Man, it's been a week for you, I have to say. Uh, we have so much to talk about. I don't know how we're going to get through all of it, but there's just so, so much that has changed, so much has happened. Uh, where do you want to to start? Because obviously, hold on, before we do it, sorry, before we do it, NXT, we haven't not even over yet. NXT is on tonight. It's uh, it, it's it's gonna be you know a show that you know couldn't be ours watching, but it's still happening. And we just came <laughs> off AEW, and we also had SummerSlam last night on a Saturday, which just kind of say WWE all pay per views should be on a Saturday night. It's the best way to do it. I'm just gonna say yeah. it now, but I'm gonna uh, hand the driver's seat over to you, sir. Where do you want to start? Um, well, just very quickly, I want to start by completely agreeing with you, but saying that it's probably a lost cause. I don't think we're going to see many pay-per-views on Saturday nights. Uh, AEW actually started off doing that. Yeah. It was kind of Tony Khan's kind of nod towards his, his fans this side of the pond. But I think um, the, the stats just show that you get far better uh, pick up in the US of a Sunday. So. Yeah, it, it sucks. It really does. But it's just like it just makes things so much easier. Like you can watch the show. You're not in bits the next day. You know, you can really think about it. Like it, it, it's weird. It doesn't feel like a Monday, but it kind of does because after wrestling show, you're in work. Um, but yeah, man, I know. I really enjoyed it. it. It's weird. I don't know why it was on a Saturday, but um, yeah. uh, there was something to do with. Yeah. Because NXT is on tonight. Uh, right. I don't know if it's to do with the um, laws they have in Las Vegas. Cause there was a few things different about this show like they weren't allowed pyro uh, they mm. were told they had to be out at a certain time yeah. due to some boxing match that was on that was yeah the packet the pascal match or something like that was uh was it, the yeah. First one. yeah yeah real fighting no interest <laughs> yeah, yeah no. i don't want to, i like my fate i like my sport fate <laughs> that's the way to go with. but um yeah no it was a weird show from start to finish and i guess look we'll talk about it um as we're recording this or going out live um it's it's the day after. So if you're listening to this on Phoenix FM, obviously you're going to be getting it a couple of days uh, after the fact. But 
um it was a weird show and uh, like from start to finish watching it i had this weird sense of um secondhand embarrassment for wwe um yeah. for loads of reasons but it just the kickoff show i i usually don't watch it but i actually the, the music upset me to such a point i had to watch it like I had to turn the sound off because whatever that that soundtrack was, I just got myself progressively more and more angry as as the as the show continued, and I was like, "No, I just I just can't listen to that anymore." Was Cardi B was it? I don't know what it was, but whoever it was should be brought up to the Hague for war crimes because uh, it was the worst <laughs> thing ever done by a human. How, how do you follow up WAP anyway? Oh man, I don't know. It was just, like at least with WAP, you, the, the the wireless access point. Parody was amazing, <laughs> but with that, I was like, "What is this absolute garbage?" And I've said this for a while, you know. With don't get me wrong, I'm not even showing needs to have like heavy, heavy metal or something like that. But it just kills any kind of atmosphere on the show. It's like, how am I supposed to get into something when it's like I'm in a club? It's supposed to be a you know a combat, yeah, form of I, entertainment. I mean, it it just it has to match. It doesn't necessarily have to be a specific genre, but it has to match the tone. And I just, it didn't match either, like you say, the combat tone or the biggest party of the summer tone. Yeah, it was just, just very it was, odd. It was very odd. Like, it's like, you know, and this is one thing that the Attitude Era got so well, where the music was integral to it, you know. But even up until 2005, 2006, they still kind of knew what was going on. But from the get-go, I was like, there is no, and to be fair, AEW does this really well too, where their music matches the tone of the show. But from the get go, I'm like, I don't know what the tone of this show is because I there's nothing for me to get into. It's just bad. <laughs> it's well, just bad. Speaking of AEW music, I mean, AEW must be on the verge of um of releasing a a, a record or a soundtrack because mm-hmm. they have Jungle Boys, uh, Tarzan Boy. They have Cult of Personality now. Yep. We know they have that, um, and they're probably going to have the final countdown when Brian Anderson comes in. Now, maybe it was you told me this, but did someone not try to commission the final countdown before? And uh, is ABBA, is it? No, it's Eruption. Eruption. Well, Mm. someone tried to commission the final countdown before, and I think they charged them or tried to charge them 50 grand every time they use it. I believe it. I think Tony Khan will pay it. You think so? (laughs) Yeah, I think he'd pay it. Like, you know, um, I don't know. I just think it's, it's one of those things where. AW and we will get into AW obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's just they just seem to be doing everything right, you know. Well WWE just falls further and further into this pit. And you know, obviously this is the, the only podcast uh, by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling, so we're not gonna hate on it, but I'm more I just for the for the get-go, like I didn't hate SummerSlam. I just it confused me so much that I don't understand what happened at SummerSlam. <laughs> I was I was tweeting up to a point when I was like Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like once Becky Lynch showed up, I was like, oh, great, good for her. Okay, I'm gonna bed, you know. I was like, you know, <laughs> it's not gonna get much better than this. Um, and if you'd have stayed up another 30 seconds, you would have seen the whole Becky Lynch segment. No, well, I did. I, I you know, and I, I saw the outrage too, which we'll talk about obviously because I think a lot of it's justified, but also maybe not. But you know, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, okay, so the first match, look, let's get into it. The pre show, yep. Biggie and Baron Corbin. So obviously, Baron Corbin is doing this whole down on his luck um, kind of thing where he's no longer the king and he had stolen the 2021 Money in the Bank briefcase. 
So Big E was trying to get it back. Um, Logan Paul showed up. <laughs> and already he was like, oh God, oh God, no, this is, we're already at a bad thing. And the whole time as well, remember like on Friday night, AW broke the wrestling world. Yeah. They created a wrestling moment that will live on in infamy for decades. An all-time moment. Just and, and WWE, their first thing is Logan Paul. It's like, oh God. Oh God. Well, I don't know. They, they really seem to love the YouTube celebrities. I don't know if they think that they appeal to a, a younger demographic. Um, but uh, I mean, for, for all the people who follow YouTube celebrities, they also get their own really specialized kind of hatred that yeah. <laughs> other celebrities don't get. No, and that's it. You know, with, with, this, with the celebrity thing, I'm all for it. And I think it's a cool way to do it. And WWE have always done it. But the people who they get just don't make any sense. You know, like AC Slater showed up last night and I'm like, cool, but why? <laughs> like, it's, just, <laughs> it's just so random, you know? It's like, I just don't understand it. So, right. But that was fair enough. B defeated Corbin and, you know, that was it. And I'm like, okay. Did he get the briefcase back? I, I didn't I didn't watch the pre-show. Yeah, he did. So Corbin attempted to run off with the briefcase, but Big E got it. And that's how the whole Logan Paul thing showed up. Um, the match itself wasn't terrible. It just kind of happened. It was it was your average WWE C-level match. You know, that, that was about it. But as I said... Um, that's Vegas, pretty much the theme for the night. The, oh, but dude, we said this before we went on air. The team, the, the actual crowd hated everything about this match yeah and the whole night i was watching them going well or trying to listen for some kind of reaction and it just never really happened with the exception of cena brock and um becky Becky. and that was about it and other than that like as we'll get into it like a lot of titles actually changed hands here tonight as well and people just didn't care again anyone listening or, or anyone listening uh you know, email us in your thoughts or get us on the social media. But if you're listening, if you're on the stream here, guys, leave your, your uh, comments in the chat so we can read them out. Uh, we'll be opening up the phone lines um, at the, the top of the hour, top of the hour. Um, okay. Well, well, look, this is, uh, and I, I'm not going to do this all night. So I just want to get this out of the way now, because yep. I, I honestly don't think it's fair to spend a lot of time comparing AEW and WWE because they're very not different gonna. products. Yeah, well, no, I'm not going I, to. I'm gonna. <laughs> oh, you're gonna. Oh. <laughs> but I just thought I'd preface it by acknowledging that I know it's not fair. Well, um, okay, okay. Well, look. If, if, if look, I have no problem with you doing that. I don't think anybody. But like for me on that, I would say I'm very AW um, hesitant. So I think I'll balance it out in that way. Right. But when you're when you're given a show like this, which is your biggest show of the year, with exception WrestleMania, it was terrible. Like, well, it was, there was terrible. There was 15,000 people at Rampage and you thought that that building was going to collapse. Like it was passion. It was fire. Like it wasn't just noise. You know, it was, there was real soul to it. Yeah. And and there was 50,000 people at SummerSlam and it, it was noisy at times, but there was nothing to it. Like you're looking through the crowd and a lot of them are just sitting there watching you know, there was no real sense of involvement. There was no sense of urgency. Yeah. I mean, like, I know everybody slagged them over it, but uh, like, 
Rampage was lads crying in the crowd, you know. Yeah. Um, and this one, like you say, apart from four or five big moments and maybe a couple of spots, because like I say, the, the Reigns Cena match, and I'm not a big fan of either of them, was probably the match of the night. And it got a couple of well-deserved uh, responses from the crowd. But yeah, overall, just unbelievably dead. Sorry, we had a cameo from my, my sister's pup there. Uh, <laughs> she wanted to be on. She she agrees with you, Martin. Um, she agrees with you. But um, no, that was it. Like, as you said, it was a very it was a very, very soulless show, you know, and I had it on the iPad um watching it. And I was like, you know, because it, it, watching AEW the night before, while I didn't while I I still I'm still very hesitant about the product. Watching on the stream, and I must say, uh, was it TNT? TNT's app is actually quite good. Um, if you sign and use the VPN, you can kind of just watch it. And I appreciate, oh, right. yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and that's how I watched it. But I was just like, the whole time the show was, it felt like a wrestling show. It felt like it had something to say. Now, I will get into it. Like, Taz on commentary, I hate it so much, I can't put it into words. Um, but, <laughs> you know, even, oh. even that aside, um, it, it still had that wild feel and the crowd had signs and they were super into it. And as you said, your man was crying and everything, which is, you know, it's like, I hear yeah. man, come on, you know, but you know, <laughs> I, I get it though. Like I, I get it too. I get it too. But what, you know. one moment that really got me in wrestling was when Jake, the snake showed up in AEW mm. and I've always been a huge Jake fan. Uh, you know, but obviously he's had his, his Ups and downs. troubles over the years. Yeah. And, you know, saw the, DDP documentary and the resurrection of Jake the Snake and Beyond the Mat and all that. And, mm. You know, just seeing him walk into a ring and, you know, be fine, you know, yeah. and, and, and be healthy enough again to actually be part of a show like that teared me up. Well, that was it. You know, I think that makes sense. Like, we will get into the CM Punk thing. And, we, you know, I'm, I'm hesitant to, to not start, to not go into it. Because if we go into it, we won't get anything else covered. Yeah, but yeah, Because I, 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 I know the way we're going to be. But, um, you know, I, I do think it's important, like, to kind of bear in mind that when just from having, and again, like, Rampage was only, you know, it was two hours or something like that. It wasn't, like, a long show. And it wasn't even, like, an important show. You know, they're only setting stuff up. And, this whole show, again, second biggest show of the year and had title changes and the crowd just did not care. You know, I don't even know why you'd go to a show if you just didn't care. But then again, WDB kept doing stuff to make them not care. So look, the almost AJ Styles match, right, with uh, RK Bro, it was fine, but it was fine. You know, I, I don't really know what they were what they were trying to to do but um you know if, if it was just to get rko uh, rk bro over and give them the belts well then fair enough it's not like aj styles and almost have defended the belts and had like a historic run with them they just kind of you know I, yeah I, I, I did see a change happening here yeah i mean look like you say in ring you it's never going to be too bad when you have riddle and aj in the ring yeah. i mean the two great and, wrestlers and orton Orton uh, works up. Orton works up. Orton always works up. So whatever he's in the <laughs> ring with is fine. You know? uh, yeah, this is maybe this is where I I don't know. I I don't I don't know what people see in Orton. He just as I said, bores uh, he, me to tears. No, as I said, he works up. 
So whoever he's in the ring with, he has the ability to work up to. If to he's level in, up. Yeah. So if he's in the ring with AJ Styles, it's like, okay, it's kind of hard to have a bad match with AJ Styles, you know? If he's in the ring with, uh, oh, what's his name? Baron Corbin. Yeah, you're probably going to have a bad time. You know? And that's, and that's it with Orton, you know? I, I agree. He is very boring, but he is capable of putting together a decent match. And that match he had with Edge, the greatest wrestling match ever, that was pretty amazing, to be fair. But it was a cinematic match, or it was ah, yeah. recorded and re-recorded, and yeah, you know. But so how, how do you feel about them winning the belts, though? Do you think it uh, matters, or I mean, like the, the way WWE treats tag teams? Yeah, you know, um, I'm sure the belts are there for them to lose them to lead to the breakup, to mm. lead to Orton, you know, turning on on Riddle, and you know, but like it's. It was a decent opener. Um, mm. In ring, it was all good. Uh, there wasn't much at almost, but I suppose a very little. <laughs> yeah, he, he only yeah. needs to do his his huge thing. Uh, what I did appreciate was um, uh, Randy Orton's new facial hair. He looks like a magician. He's got he like does. Very... <laughs> he looks like one of those old timey magicians, you know. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you ever see that episode of the It Crowd where uh, Jen breaks up with a guy because he looks like a magician? Like a magi- yeah, yeah, he looked like a magician. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Every time yeah. he's holding a drink, he's like, yeah, "You can see I have it here." Oh man, I <laughs> that's what it. that's what I thought Orton should have been doing. I love the IT crowd. It's so good. Um, but look, the I said, look, the pay per view. I said was fine. And then the wheels started to kind of come off. And the next match is when the wheels fell off completely and it broke down the side of the road and you, have, you had to call AA to come out or AXA to come out and pick them up. Um, well, I tell you what, just, and I don't know if you saw this and it depends where you watched it. I watched um, it on the network. Right. Yeah. Well, so just before the next match came on, there was an advertisement with Charlotte Flair advertising this new WWE credit card, whatever it is. Right. But the gay she was in the ad with was for absolutely no reason dressed up as a, a Roman soldier. Right. And I do, I was wondering if that was a kind of a jab at Ric Flair, because whenever he left WCW to go to WWE the first time, they didn't want to call him Ric Flair. They had designed that a Roman soldier's costume for him and wanted to call him the Spartan, even though Spartan and Rome are different. But They're very different, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, uh, maybe, but I don't know if anyone's watching the stream, let us know, is that credit card tied to an, like when weird stuff happens like that on WWE, I just assume it's a weird American, American company or a weird American thing. This is why Dave should be here. Cause Dave would know the answer to that, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, we might, <laughs> but it's you. just, they do have a, they have a long history of taking like cheap jabs at people, you know, through, we, Winks and nods in the that show. Would be a, that would be a deep cut, though. That would be like, you know, really out of the way. But then again, it might be. Like, I think it's... And if anyone knows, let us know, because that would be, like, a real deep cut. And also, like, come on, WWE. Like, if you want to make fun of Ric Flair, there's loads of things to make fun of Ric Flair about. Like, literally, his genitals were on the on the internet there <laughs> for anyone to see <laughs> randomly. Is this, so, is this him on the train? I don't... Yeah, I have... Personally, I haven't seen it myself, but my friend was like, I've seen it and I can't unsee it. And I'm like, why did you go look for it? <laughs> you knew nothing good was coming from it. Uh, but yeah, so... I don't know, man. I Rick, look, at least Rick Flair in WWE had him under control. Now he's back out of being controlled. Remember... Do you remember the time he was here in, in uh, with TNA and then he ended up... He was drinking in the bar and he got, like, arrested? 
for like drinking far too much here in in Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was years ago now. This is the show. Uh, actually, it was a great TNA show. It was one of my favorite uh, times of being a wrestling fan. And we were there. It was a house show in the in the National Stadium. And uh, he was there. And this is the night where it was like Flair for a T-Shock was the chant as well. Uh, Sting had to show up because Jeff Hardy was not allowed in the country because of his drug charges. And uh, yeah, it was a great man. It's also where I think, no, what that was the one before where AJ and Angle had like match, best match I've ever seen, 30 minute uh, banger. Wow. Uh, yeah. But the, this night had uh, Jeff Hardy, had Jeff, uh, not Jeff, had Matt Hardy and RVD. Class. Yeah, it was it was a really good night. But following off from that, uh, Ric Flair had a better night than everybody, and ended up getting like kicked off the tour for drinking far too much. So, yeah. um, yeah, well, well, uh, like I say, speaking of speaking of car crashes, this <laughs> this next match, I'm looking at the Bleacher Report, and they gave it an F, and I don't think that's low enough <laughs> for what happened here. Like, look, I love Alexa Bliss, and I know Alexa Bliss is injured, so there's very little she can actually like do, but. Jesus, like, but if people are injured, let them go home and recover and bring them back. Don't do this. Well, there's a couple of things, right? One, the crowd were chanting for Bray Wyatt, and also here's the thing: breaking news uh, from the Observer. It looks like Bray Wyatt is going to AEW. Uh, I hope not. Well, that's what what the Observer is saying. <laughs> it's not. Yes. It's, it's not pen to paper, but it's heavily implied that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I saw I saw Dave Meltzer talking about it. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, he, he people slag him off, but he's he's the preeminent wrestling journalist. Like he he he's right more than he's wrong. Yeah. Um, I just hope this isn't one of the. I just don't see him fitting <laughs> fitting well. He doesn't but. fit at all. No, he doesn't fit at all. Although Matt Hardy's there, and he could he, like essentially to bring him in, he could be leader of the Dark Order. So maybe. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really know what to do with the Dark Order. Um. I mean, they've kind of fallen into this lovable baby face mm. uh, grouping because obviously of, of the death of Brody Lee. Yeah. Um, and you can't really turn them after no. that. Yeah. Do you bring in a new leader? Do you let the group go all together? Like, I, I don't know what to do with the Dark Order. Although, to be that sounds like almost despairing. Like, every time they come on TV, they're, they're great. They're fun. Their matches are class. Johnny Silver's brilliant. Like, uh, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno are class. But I can see that happening. I can see him coming in and doing it. Like, you know, Matt Hardy's there, so there is precedent to do that kind of weird stuff. But um, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but he, he came in and he, Matt Hardy came in and he pushed the, the sort of magic stuff early and it really did not get a good response from AEW fans. No. And they, they dropped it very quickly. I think Impact will be a better call, but here's the thing: if you get signed by AEW, we can go to Impact, which is probably won't happen. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I don't know. I, I also think like you know they've got Punk now, Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson's, uh, you know, allegedly coming in in the next couple of weeks as well. You know, they still have a lot of their own guys that they yeah. can build up and develop, and I would I would put a bit of a a halt on on taking in at least big names, you know, like I'm with Daniel, you. Yeah, yeah, I'm with da- you on that. Yeah, Daniel Garcia and Everise, like they were great to bring in because they're, you know, they're great guys. But at the moment, they're not top names. Mm. So I'd put a bit of a halt on taking in top names for a while. 
No, I agree. And I think, like, I do think he'll come in, but I think the smart move would be like, right, we'll pay your salary, but you're going to be in back. You know, that that would be a better use of his time because he can actually be the top guy in impact and be fine and maybe improve on being in the ring. Yeah, uh, and, and impact has a history of, you know, slightly more out there. Yeah, like Abyss. Abyss was there for ages doing mad stuff. Raven, you know, it'd be it'd be great. And it's just, I don't think anyone has given any thought, and WWE are case in point here, where they didn't think, oh, wait, hold on. Our fans are going to be upset by losing the Fiend, and then we're going to bring out female Fiend. And, it's, it, it, and not even yeah. in a good match as well. They start doing stuff with the doll, and it's like, what are you doing? And, and the, doll, do? the doll is already stretching your credulity to breaking point but then when they have these CGI graphics with the doll winking and the doll oh, man, sitting up on its own and it's it terrible. just it, to be honest it it killed the show for me there yeah right through till um right through till the, the main event really because even the other stuff that should have been you know yeah. should have maybe boosted you up a wee bit Becky Lynch like we'll get to it but Becky we Lynch will. came in yeah did 30 we'll get, seconds we'll get to it we'll get to it we'll get yeah. to it yeah um yeah i this this was a mortal wound for the show to be fair uh, at this point i'm like i don't really care and again the, the the commentary is so horrifically bad with the exception of what's your man your man mcafee i like pat mcafee he's brilliant just I, just, let, just let him do the whole show I literally <laughs> have that down on a note here that mcafee was the only one i could listen to like every time he'd come on, I'd be like, and I, uh, you know, the SmackDown stuff, I'd be like, right, Pat's there, so at least it'd be all right. But the Raw stuff, instant mute. Uh, just let him do all the shows. He's great. <laughs> He's the only good one they have. Uh, the other the thing was, like, um, so Alexa's working hurt. Apparently, yeah. I didn't know that. So Alexa's working hurt. Yeah. They're already hamstrung by this bollocks with the doll. And Eva Marie is an okay wrestler and a Terrible actress. Oh, I know. You know who? No, you know who's the worst actor? Goldberg's son. <laughs> He's the worst actor ever. We'll get to that. But yeah, even he's pretty bad. But Goldberg's son is. Oh man, we'll get to that. We will get to that match. Holy it's, cow, we'll get to that match. It's not as bad as it was during the uh, sort of pandemic era or the empty yeah. arena era, or whatever yeah. calling it. But the whole way through the empty arena era. I don't know if they were instructed to do it, but WWE wrestlers would monologue the whole way through matches. You know, they yeah. would talk the whole way through them. I don't know if it was maybe because there was no crowd noise or what. So it's not as bad now, but they're still doing it, and it still makes me cringe. Oh. When Eva Marie laughed here, she was supposed yeah. to do like a big evil laugh or whatever. She literally said, ha, ha, ha. Oh, like, no. like it must have been written in the script. Oh no. Oh god. Yeah, no. It the whole thing was just horrific. And then your one came out her uh, her floozy. Um I was like, what is this? Terrible, terrible, terrible match. And I don't know. I it WWE, I don't know what you're doing. Like again, I think that's like I didn't hate the show. I just don't understand what you're doing. I'm like, are you not watching the AEW or smashing your face in and you're you're not even trying? So but never you know. even mind, never mind like what AEW doing. I mean, look at your own fans. Like yeah. nobody likes this stuff. Nobody the, likes it. Listen to the crowd when it's nobody's into it. Well, you look, know, I, like the, the next match with Damien Priest and Sheamus. So when Damien Priest won, 
nobody cared. And I felt so sorry for him because I'm like, you've been really trying. This was a good match. Yeah. And no, and nobody actually, it was probably a match of the card, to be fair. And nobody cared. <laughs> nobody. No. The title change happened and it was like, oh. Like okay. they they, they overcomplicate stuff so much. Like I, I I don't get this face mask gimmick to have Seamus doing. Like yeah, Seamus I, is class. Let him yeah. just go out and, and be batter lads. Yeah, that's like, all he needs to do. The bar was like the perfect use for Seamus. Oh, fantastic! You know, uh, with this, it's like uh, like the priest thing has been coming for a while. They nearly killed that character dead with the zombie battle royale a couple of months ago, and uh, by coming back and being like right. There's gonna have a match, and Sheamus can have a match, and obviously, you know, I think Priest is like going to be a big star for them. But holy cow, man! Like you have to be careful because this guy could just disappear and go the way of uh, Andrade or something like that very, very quickly. Yeah. See, and and I was a wee bit disappointed in this because, like I say, Sheamus is is great, and he normally can on the pay per views pull it out and give you a real sort of knockdown drag out brawl um, mm. uh, this to me was just a, a a good raw match this would have been a the good raw match the pay-per-view at, at best felt like a good raw that's what I mean it didn't feel yeah. like a pay-per-view um, Rampage felt like a pay-per-view yeah and it was only an hour long <laughs> and it was an hour long Rampage felt like a pay-per-view this didn't at no point speaking of the just the commentary there was a line in this that just exemplified the whole night like WWE commentators just say things catchphrases yeah. lines whatever none of it makes sense at none one stage at one stage priest kicked Seamus off the ring and I, I can't remember who said it but the commentator said Damien Priest has had a tough night life he grew up in in nightclubs and with the dregs of society what what is that you know that's a Vince McMahon line you know he's screaming <laughs> that in the back he's like oh we need to go you know give him this this is some good you know what and you're like he, talking about he grew again, up in nightclubs again. <laughs> I didn't watch, I didn't listen to it with commentary. I knew better, I knew the stupid was coming, so I just did. I had it on in the background. I was bagging on board and comics at the same time. I was like looking over, going, Yeah, it's still bad, but uh, yeah, oh, Jesus, WWE man, like this uh, needs to get sold soon. Like, <laughs> sell it to anyone, you know. Well, the thing is, like, no one's gonna buy it and improve it, you know, they're gonna. They're gonna buy it and and just keep it going as a as a cash cow. Yeah. Um. I, I don't be- entirely believe that the stadium told them they couldn't use pyro. Yeah. Because I've seen pyro be used in tiny buildings. In Vegas, though. Well, maybe okay, maybe not. I don't know specifically where, but I, I find it difficult to believe that in Las Vegas, the biggest gaudiest place in the world, yeah, that an open point. air stadium has yeah. a rule against pyro. Yeah, no, I was I was I was looking at um I I was actually on Twitter live tweeting show and I don't I haven't done that in a while but as I was on there uh, Brian Alvarez was talking about like regulations and he did mention that the show had to be over at a certain time but the firework thing I don't think he talked about and that was kind of it's weird because it, it shows that they're back to cut money again and it's like it's SummerSlam you're su- it's the one show you're supposed to spend money on you know that, that's what I suspect I could be wrong. But that's just what I suspected. All right, well, I'll look on to the next match. Uh, so there was the tag team championships, the the Mysterios versus the Usos, and straight away I was like, the the Mysterios aren't winning this because they want to have that shot with um, 
Roman Reigns with the belts, and that's exactly the shot that he had later on. So yeah. I it was pointless kind of having them. Um the match itself wasn't bad. I Dominic is just you know, he's not a bad wrestler. He needs to go off to like New Japan for a while and like carve out a character. Yeah. And then come back and then he'd be great. But he is very much a wrestler's son. He's a wrestler's That's son. Just yeah. I don't I can't but and he, he like you say, he's technically proficient. Yeah. He, he did is, yeah. a lot of his moves he did in the ring, like he did that sort of bounce up and over the top to the outside. It was all good stuff. Yep. But I just when I see him, I just see someone's kid. And you know, there, there's things you can do that for you. You know, you can pass the mantle over, Ray, Ray can give him the mask and go, You're Ray, you're Dominic Mysterio, you're carrying the Mysterio name now. But then you get rid of Ray Mysterio. Doing this have your cake and eat it too thing, it's like, oh, it's just it doesn't come off right. You know, you know who know what's like? You know exactly what it's like? Yeah. David Flair. <laughs> but but not as bad. It's like not, not as bad. Not as bad. Uh, it's like David Flair showing up and you're like, why is he here? Every time I see Dominic, I'm like, why is he here? Like, it's, it makes no sense. It's just like, what are you doing? You know, well, we get we yeah. give David Flair a good a good ripping into last week. Oh, last so. week, yeah. If anyone hasn't heard last week's show, we really do go into him hard. But uh, I don't know. I feel bad for Dominic because like if he went off and got a character, I think he could be like almost better than his dad as because totally different. He he carries himself better in the ring. Um, he's not broken down, and you know he's younger. You know he, he's quite young. But Jesus, man, like when he he comes out and says, yeah. no, you've no character. You know, it's, and, and the other thing is, this is this is it. I mean, this is bound to be Rey Mysterio's last run. I'd like yeah. to see him do a couple of big singles matches. You know, do yeah. his do his own thing. Um, exactly. And, but this is why Mysterio came back because it's in the contract that they're going to give Dominic a, a big yeah. a big push. You know, and yeah. Set him up. So, but send him back to the Performance Center or NXT and, and get him. No, a- no, dude. I, I I think it's better to send them off to. You know, don't be in the WWE. Be a hot commodity in Mexico. Be a hot commodity in Japan. But Even do they have you know, do they have those relationships in Mexico and Japan? And- they don't. He should just leave and go off and do it. You know, yeah. if, if 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 I would say, well, no, money. If it likes money, again, you can donate to us <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> um, but no, like, look, everyone likes money, and sure, he's like, you know, if they're going to put you in the major league straight away. But I mean, like. If you're thinking that as like an artist, you're like, well, how can I be a better artist to go off and learn your craft? And I don't think he's done that. Like working in front of nobody and then working in front of the crowds with your dad. It's like, I don't know. yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's left him yeah, without a, a character, as you say, of his own. Um, but I don't know what the solution is, because if someone said to me, hey, Martin, do you want to do six weeks training and we'll put you on the main event in SummerSlam? Yeah, I like, I go yes. Yeah, yeah I, that's what I mean. Like you're not going to say no to that, right? You know, we're going to put you can be the you can be the place where it's a peak performance after six months and get paid a ton of money. You're going to do it, but I think you know maybe in about ten years he'll be like, actually, yeah, I kind of want to go off, and then we'll see a Cody Rhodes kind of thing. I, I can see that happening, you know. But then yeah. again, once his dad is under contract, I think he's all right. The real danger becomes when his dad isn't under contract. And oh, it's yeah. like, all right, you know, let's see where you fall. So we know exactly how sentimental Vince isn't. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm like, right, let's see what happens once Ray's gone. And for me, I'm like, right, how much is your value worth? So, you know, it, it sucks for him because he is quite good. 
yeah, I, like you said, you know, he is quite good. It's a shame. Um, the whole thing with this match, like I, I wrote one note for this match, right. and it's I didn't know that the WWE tag belts have Velcro on them. Really, and that's that's the note I wrote because uh, <laughs> everything else with the match was just. It was oh, it, it was a microcosm of the whole show. It was it was fine. It was it was fine. You know, I I, I don't think WWE needs two tag belts. No, no, not not I, Raw I, and SmackDown, especially yeah, I, with the way they treat tag teams and yeah, they don't need like they only have like six. What well, how much? What did we say last last week? Thirty two people. Is everyone's going to have a belt? Is that what we're going to do? You know, because it's like, what's the point? You know. Exactly, 32 people, and then yeah. when you take out of that the people who aren't active wrestlers, really, like the likes of Omos and Boogs and all those, and then you take out people who are in singles feuds, like, yeah. it's really, it's bound to be, what, four or five tag teams at most? It, it makes no sense. You know, at this point, they would, you know, the way WWE are set up, you know, condense everything, combine everything, and then just have a strong roster and have your one, one or two shows a week. And then you're fine. But doing it this way, it's like, you know, having random matches. And again, like the, 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 there was no title change, but you knew there was going to be no title change because the whole uh, head of the table thing takes precedent over everything else, which should. But it's like, yeah, there's no way they're losing. It's like when you watch the, and again, like it's like when you watch the shows back in the day with Evolution. Evolution aren't losing those belts. Um, NWO aren't losing those belts because th- their purpose is not to be defended. It's to prop up the bigger storyline yeah exactly uh so i don't know i don't know what to do with them um like i said the match was was fine yeah it was it, it was it was a good smackdown or raw match that's what it was exactly and, and the whole night apart from maybe the main event the whole night was like that yeah okay well let's get on to a very controversial topic and folks again if you want to chat in please do you can email us uh, media at gmail.com I will set up a, a one for us here, but I just haven't got around to it yet. Um, and again, we'll open up phone lines if we're going into overtime. Um, so here's what upset a lot of people. And I do understand why, but I also don't care because it's Becky. But so we're biased. I'm biased, obviously, right, with Becky because she's from down the road and I love Becky, right? Are you biased too? In favor of Becky, 100%. Absolutely. Right. So, so, so there we go. We're both by. <laughs> yeah. So whatever we say, we're, we're both to, you know, we're, we're both on Becky's side. She's, you know, from here. We love her. Um, Becky's run up to the uh, uh, WrestleMania 32 when she won the. Yes. Her run up to WrestleMania 32 was the last time I really was fully invested in WWE. Right. Well, as I said, look, dude, she was the biggest star in the company and and, and left to go uh, have her kid, which she did, which is fair enough. Um, you know, but she is the biggest star in the company, like without a shadow of a doubt, except for Roman, well, Roman Reigns, maybe now. But, you know, she's way more over than Seth Rollins, which is hilarious. Um, but look, when this happened, obviously, it was supposed to be Bianca Belair and Sasha. They teased everybody that was going to happen, which was you know, really, really terrible on WWE's side. I don't know why they lied to everybody. They should have built this up more that there was a return coming or something like that. 
And then they brought a Camilla, which I was like, again, I was watching this with no sound. And I'm like, what is going on? And I turned the sound back on to figure what was going on. Sort of nobody knew that was happening. Uh, the crowd absolutely hated it. And then Becky comes out. Before Becky came out, talking about the crowd absolutely hating it, I wound this back two or three times to make sure that I was hearing it right. But I'm almost certain there was at least one person, and they must have been very close to the edge of the ring because the camera picked them up, that was chanting at Carmella, you're a dumb slut. Oh, God. <laughs> going, going back to the attitude era. Uh, so the crowd really didn't like it. No, the, and you know, not only did the crowd hate this, but I was on Twitter, and as I said, you know, Twitter is a fun way to watch wrestling sometimes, when it's except when it's not. Um, but my god, the Twitter feed just exploded with hate. They're like, This is what, what is going on? Like, where's Sasha? <laughs> and to be fair, they were promised Sasha Banks for months, for yeah. a week, but weeks, not months, not months, but weeks. Like, this was supposed to actually, well, this was supposed to be a return match from WrestleMania because we never got the return match from WrestleMania. So it was months. Okay, uh, but you know, if so, yeah, I, I can understand why people were angry. But I can guarantee you, if they had went out and Bianca Blair and Becky Lynch had a tour the house down, people wouldn't have been complaining. Yeah, well, that's it the would, other side. That's it the other wasn't side just the fact that Sasha wasn't there. Well, was, th- as I said, there's there's two elements to this. So there's they basically set themselves up to upset people from the get go, right? So they set the expectation that that was going to happen. It didn't happen, right? Carmelo came out, people were like, oh my God, what's this? Then Becky came out. People loved it. People freaked out and said, this is the best thing ever, which it was great to see, right? But then, as you said, the match happened. And to, to call it a match is, is very generous. Like, I'm looking here at the Bleacher Report, and they gave it an F, which is fair. But I would give it... I don't think F- that's what the F stands for. <laughs> I would give it an S for squash match. Oh yeah, it was one move. It was yeah. the 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 manhandle slam, and that was it. But it, it didn't uh, put Becky over. Yeah, it buried Bianca. It completely just made nothing of Carmella. Hmm. It, just the whole uh, a disaster. Here's the bit where where I stand on this. I'd be okay with this if Becky came out as a heel, and this was a cash in. But she shakes her hand and then blindsides her, and you're like, "Wait, what? You're are you a heel? Like, is, is that what happened? Because no, this is not what you're meant to do. You're supposed to go in and have a a good, honorable match because Bianca's obviously giving you the shot here. But so here's what I don't understand. I mean, is Becky not ready to return? Well, she was supposed to return in November. So she's she's fully fit and ready to go, right? Yeah, but but she was supposed to return in November. That's the that was the plan, right? So I mean, was it just short on time? I just I can't understand how they came to this. Rather than you know they couldn't even knock together a five minutes, yeah, you know five minute full tilt. Don't worry about heating the crowd or out and just go out and do all your big spots and. Because the crowd was the crowd was red hot when Becky came out, and then, they, and then they literally said, "Like, what if me and you tear the tear the, house tear the place down now?" Like, it's like it's like they were deliberately golden people. Yeah, again, WWE man, it's it's what they do. They just seem to be actively hostile to their fan base. 
And this is an example of it. Like, yeah, super happy for Becky to win. I was happy to see her. I'm happy she has the belt, but nobody benefited here. You know, they they took a great match that they could have had. They, they, they the pop, which again, it's a return pop, so it's going to be hot no matter what. And they threw it away. Well, it mean, the the win has no meaning. Like there was no there was no victory in it. You know, Becky didn't come out of it looking awesome. No. Like she she can't show up on SmackDown on Friday. You know, walking out with the belt and get a huge cheer like she did after WrestleMania because yeah. they didn't really do it in earnest. Yeah, and I think that's that's it. You know, and we did see some ridiculous stuff on Twitter, but Twitter's ridiculous anyway. Um, <laughs> so I'm not even going to discuss that. But uh, I just think this was just WWE creative being WWE creative, and they have no idea what they're doing. I'm convinced they have no idea what they're doing because I've never seen something so stupid before like this. Like this is up there with the Daniel Bryan. Seamus five second match, but at least I had some kind of reason. You know, Seamus was a heel, right? Becky isn't. Yeah. And, be, you know? and they should know what happens when they try to turn her heel. It doesn't yeah. work. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, no way. But anyway, the next match was hampered by a lot of the same issues uh, earlier on. It was a very, very short uh, match. It, there was not much here to talk about. No. It was... uh, Beach Report gives it C minus. I would give it a C minus too. Um, terrible. Not sorry, not terrible. It's just it should have. It, it wasn't a SummerSlam match. It was a Raw match. A bad Raw match. Yeah, I, I have it down. Just literally, my only note was another nothing match. Just yeah. not it, bad. Jinder so and Drew can wrestle, but they weren't allowed. They were given. Not... They were given like what two or three spots. That's about it. If if that, yeah. Uh, and I, obviously it was to you know we were getting deeper into the character so there, there's three matches left so they had to kind of maybe just fill for time but like look and maybe that's what happened with Becky and Bianca maybe they're like look we have to get a big thing here you only have five minutes and it, maybe it was the same with this one as well you only have five minutes but don't do them you know yeah. if, if you don't do them like why are you wasting them you know if you have to rush it don't rush it you know because there was so much like if, if the issue was time, there was so much nonsense here that could have cut. Like your man, the whole booed. show at the beginning, <laughs> the yeah. whole show up to this point, you could have just yeah. Put, yeah. But then in the middle of it, your man Boogs came out and he played Nakamura down to the ring. I that thought was... we were going to get a Nakamura match. No, yeah, he just I, danced no. down and then he danced back. Yeah, uh, that whole thing. Oh my god, I near died of secondhand cringe. That whole thing with the Miz and the Super Soaker. Oh like, no! Oh no! And the crowd was deafeningly silent. I, I just... I don't know what they're doing, man. I, I don't know what they're doing. Like, all of creative need to be fired. It's that, just terrible. Like, it was, like... It was low-level pantomime stuff. Like, well, it who's was... who's for? Like, who's any of that for? You know, well, it was for... Like, it was for Pure Life. It was for that water company that had their logo attached on everything. No, but I mean, like... I'm not encouraged to buy stuff for that. No. I'm not, you know, I, I didn't enjoy it as a wrestling fan. Um, you know, and then they, they also ran trailers for uh, Saudi Arabia, which is like, oh, great. Just rub the salt, rub, rub the salt in more, right? Uh, into, into the wounds. So, oh man, I don't know. Like, But I mean, like, you couldn't, you couldn't take one of them things and give Becky Lynch five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, like, like you said at the very start, 
the whole thing's just baffling. Ba- uh, baffling. I think that's the word. Again, I don't hate it because there was a lot to like, but then they just make decisions. And you're like, what are you talking about? So, you know, if, if something was bad, we could come here and make fun of it. Like we did with, da- with David Flair. But with this, it's like baffling. Bafflement is the word. Again, it also, it comes literally the day after CM Punk broke the wrestling world. And this is their response. And that's how I see it. I know people are, people are oh, it's unfair to compare. It's like, okay, maybe. But SummerSlam should be a huge show. And I would see it as a direct comparison to be like, oh, we need to change this because look what happened. Let's put on the best show we can. And they didn't. It's, they their second, didn't. it's their second biggest show of the year. Like, it's... Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, Poppy agrees with you. <laughs> so, uh, look, the triple threat match for the Raw Women's Belt. This wasn't it was an improvement. Can I just say, Nikki Ash is oh god, oh I don't know why they're what, what why they're doing that. But um, you know, it was a good match. It was it was a good match, but it's hampered by this whole thing. It was good, and Nikki Ash, like you were saying, when I was watching that match, that was the one thing that really hit me. I was like, she's actually a really good wrestler. Like, like she was everything she did in the ring was really fluid. It looked, it looked real. Um, it looked impactful, especially given her size compared to Charlotte and Rhea. I, I think it really was, works. It really works. That kind of yeah. uh, big man, small man kind of thing. Like she just works really well with Rhea and Flair. I think Flair hasn't looked this good in a very long time. But oh my the, god, like it's the gimmick is is dung. I know yeah. everyone goes, oh, well, she came up with it. That doesn't mean it's good. That no, means she came up with it. Yeah, and you know, but the she when if they first brought it in, it had nuance, and now it has no nuance. And he took the belt off her, giving it the flare, and it's like, okay, fair enough. But man, Nikki deserves better than this. Uh, they telegraphed that from the start. Yeah, they had the champion come out first to nothing, and then yeah. they had Charlotte Flair come out to the big to the champion's entrance, basically. Like the telegraph from the start. The, yeah. And if they were going to take it off Nikki, like they didn't even give it to Ripley to do something with. Yeah, Back, Back to Charlotte it. Flair again. Nobody wanted that. Nobody wanted that. And I, I can clearly say that. Like, look, I'm not a big flair. I'm not a big fan of any of the flares, but um Rhea Ripley's your future. What are you doing? Like, she's great, you know? Uh, unless ticks also ticks all the boxes for everything as well that they could actually push as far as the PR. But they don't do that because they're too small minded, stupid. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? You know, unless they're pushing another, like a cross promotional uh, Charlotte Becky showdown, maybe. I don't uh, know. Maybe. What, but, do you unify um, the belts or? I don't. Well, they can't unify them because they have, with Raw and SmackDown alone, they have five hours of television to fill, you know? So <sighs> I don't know what they're doing. This is, I don't. Again, bafflement. That's what we should call it. <laughs> WWE bafflement. <laughs> Anyway, let's finish this up and uh, talk about something good, something positive. Right, right. Um, I would have to say, though, right, and as the words are just out of my mouth, Edge and Seth Rollins, Edge's entrance, I popped ridiculously. I love the whole Brood stuff that he did on SmackDown. I was like, oh, my God, that's fantastic. Was not expecting Brood stuff. And then he came out with the Brood entrance. I was like, this is brilliant. And uh, he did this whole thing. And I I just really love, if Edge is going to do this properly, I think this is cool because... They've never gone back to the brood stuff ever. I was like, yeah. well, why not? Why not go back? It brought cool. me it brought me right as soon as I heard that. Yeah. It brought me right back to 
sitting in front of the LTV with my N64 playing WrestleMania 2000. Oh, man. There's the brood as big in it. Uh, but no, what's cool about it is like, yeah, they telegraphed a little bit on SmackDown by doing the bloodbath on SmackDown. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. It's a shame that it's the same night that CM Punk came out, but it was still cool yeah. to see. And it's a shame that the bloodbath was black for some yeah, reason. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> I was like, okay. But I thought it was a really, really cool thing. And if that's, if that's what Edge is going to do now, I think that's awesome because he really needs a character change. You know, it, it just a little to shake it up a little bit because he hasn't really gone through that since uh, since he's been back. Um, but this match was very good. This match was really good. Uh, yeah. yeah. They, they, give, they give it a B plus. I would say, yeah, absolutely. I knew Rollins and Edge was going to probably be the best workhorse marks tonight. Um, and it was great to see Edge getting the win, you know. Um, I love that. I love the crossface move he's doing. I think that's sick. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's very good. Um, this was this was definitely. If you don't watch anything else this night, and I wouldn't recommend you do, uh, <laughs> watch this match because it's it's fun. A lot of fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't have much more to say. Um, it was a a, a fairly uh, bright oasis in a in a sea of nonsense. Speaking of which, next match. <laughs> Jesus, where do we go with this match? Again, so, it's just one of those matches that served nobody. Nobody so, came out of it looking good. So Goldberg's leg was banjaxed from the beginning. When he walked out on the stage, I'm like, his leg is hurt. He is hurt, right? You can see it. he's walking under, he's limping basically, right? Watch, watch it again. Right? You'll see it. He's limping. I'm like, his leg is hurt. He is a hurt man, right? Then Mr. Golf comes out and nobody cares. Goldberg, he doesn't get booed, but nobody cares, right? And they have this match, and to use the word match is very, uh, very loose. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Lashley, he was lucky a couple of times. Uh, Goldberg threw him off the top turnbuckle and barely threw him, and you could see he had to turn himself in midair yeah. or he was going to come down on top of his head. Goldberg is, is dangerous. I'm not going to say it. Goldberg is a dangerous, and he always has been. Like, come on, like, you know, he, he's a dangerous yeah, Bret Hart fan here. Oh, uh, exactly. That's why I was saying you know better than most. <laughs> Look what he did to the Undertaker, though. You know, he's a dangerous man. He just does not care. Yeah. But look, that is what it is. Um and then but, his son, but then it's side one. But even before we get to the son, right? I, I, I mean I, uh, if you're gonna put Bobby Lashley over, put him over, have him beat Goldberg. Don't have some nonsense with yeah with MVP hitting him in the knee and then the match has to be called off. Just put put him over. Just yeah. put somebody over. And look, we are going to take our break here because we've just hit time for the Phoenix FM show. If you're watching on the stream, we're not going anywhere. But if you're if you're watching this on Phoenix 92.5 FM, go over to Nerd to Know Media. You'll be able to get the full show completely unedited and also uh, the True Penny channel as well. So we'll be back uh, next week, same time here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. But we are going to have to end the show here for the Phoenix FM listeners. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. All right, guys, and we're back here on uh, on the stream. So, uh, yeah, there we go. I just noticed the time. I was just like, damn, we're really going to get into this. And we have so much to keep going. Um, 
Yeah, man, I look, I agree. And when it comes to it, I just don't understand why they just didn't give him the win, didn't give him that big... Because Goldberg has made nobody. Goldberg nobody. has made nobody since he's come back. Nobody. Nobody. And, and Lashley could have done... He could have done the whole Brock thing that Brock did after he beat The Undertaker. Undertaker yeah. Had shirts made up, you know, no, who's I'd next. Be, exactly. I, I am or... Nobody's next. I I beat I beat him. You know. Yeah. Thing, this could have been. This is seems what they were kind of doing. When Goldberg walked out, I was like, "Oh, Goldberg's losing. He's injured." You know. This I didn't get that big fight feel off him. And then he didn't. <laughs> the referee stopped the match. Okay. Because he got tapped with a stick. Yeah. Um. But look, Lashley then grabbed the chair and he started hitting him with the leg. Now, to be fair, as I said, his leg looked hurt. You know, I, I didn't I couldn't stomach commentary, so I didn't listen to it. I don't know if they were building that up or not, but uh yeah, and then Goldberg's son jumps in <laughs> and passes out. Uh but after that, and then Goldberg comes out and he's like, Oh, you're gonna pay, you're gonna pay, you're gonna pay. And then what? I could no, well, I couldn't help focus on Gabe's face, right? Gage's face, and he's smiling and laughing, and I'm like, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> He's Why like, are you laughing? Like it, it, it was a full Nelson lock you were in. Like hold yeah. your hold, hold your, your neck. neck. Just no, but he was just standing there like awkwardly as like Goldberg was holding him, and he's you could see that he's pissing himself laughing. And you're like, oh my god, this is the worst thing ever. It's the worst thing. I, well, you, no, you didn't practice this. The, like, the, the, yeah. the worst thing was that this all felt very very much like it was uh, it was leading up to a rematch or to oh, a continued no, feud don't say or... that don't say that because that's going to happen oh no and then Goldberg's going to win the belt <laughs> and that's what's going to happen <laughs> oh Jesus oh man you know maybe we have a new David Flair in, Ga- in Gage or Gabe or whatever maybe, yeah. his name is you know m- yeah. maybe maybe he might start wrestling but like the, the thing like why why set up an angle if you're not going to, you know, if you're not okay. going to do I'll, something with it? So we, we have a comment here from you know the deal. Apparently there was no security at the event last night. How did Youngberg get during Youngberg? I like that name. That's amazing. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, it's terrible, 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 terrible stuff altogether. I don't know how he got in the ring. Like I was just watching it, and then there you go, just cack, absolute cack. Um, Universal Championship match John Cena versus Roman Reigns um, again the head of the table stuff is cool it's like the best thing that they've done in a while uh, Cena looked okay here he looked um, you know like he wanted to be there like he, he can't show it to work gotta give it to him I, and like I say I've never been a fan of Reigns I've never been a fan of Cena mm. but he showed up with his with his working boots on he Really worked the crowd like, like I said, this was the, when the crowd finally came alive. Um, and he, he like he didn't phone it in, like for a guy who hasn't been in the ring for a long time, and for a guy who probably has a lot of you know Hollywood insurers and directors and stuff saying do not get hurt, like he, uh, like he, he didn't hold back. No, um, yeah, I thought the, it was a really decent match. There were some really good spots in this as well. Um, they obviously hit their big. You know, the big finishers and stuff like that. The FTS, the FTF still looks atrocious. Um, but you know, it was still good. It was still good. Um, I wasn't expecting an announced table an announced table bump, but um yeah. this That's is one a good of, one. That, that table one. gimmicked really well, like it just yeah, just went exploded like the old days where it did just explode. Um the only thing about it is I 
wasn't happy with the ending sequence, but then it's set up to something bigger. So it's like, okay. But my question here is, do you think Cena is done going for the belt? Um, I don't like, know. Why do, you, why, do you, like, why do you think he came I, back? What was the purpose of this view? Well, I mean, he, he came back because they needed a big a big name to, to return with, uh, you know, after the pandemic and all that. Um, I, I don't think he's, I think he's done with the belt. I don't think he's quite done. Now, maybe I read this wrong, but did someone say that after the show went off air, Brock beat the hell out of Cena? Yeah, he gave him an, uh, an F5. Yeah, so I don't know, maybe there's something there happening. Um, that puzzles me. Why did why wasn't that on TV? Yeah, that's huge. That's... Yeah, that's that was a lot bigger than what happened after the match anyway. But maybe, maybe they'll maybe they'll show it on on SmackDown next week. Like a like a this is what happened when they're showing off the air. Um, I don't like. I mean, Cena specifically came out when he at Money in the Bank and he said, I'm not here for one run. I'm back, baby. You know, like he, but if he's not doing anything with Brock and he's done with the title, like where does he go from here? Exactly. You know, I, I guess we'll find out probably tomorrow night on Raw. Uh, no. Well, where is he? Cause is he on, he's not on SmackDown. He's not on Raw. Cause like Goldberg is, well, sorry, Goldberg, sorry. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar probably would be on SmackDown if he's gone against, um, rains rains so yeah maybe that's where scene is going we don't know these things yet because you know for for a commentary team that talks so much bollocks they don't explain anything so we don't know where they are you know but I, i'm pretty sure on raw or smackdown they'll let us know what's up with that but um yeah obviously then brock lesnar comes out and the next big thing is brock lesnar going against roman reigns with the the Paul Heyman stuff, which is pretty cool, a, a cool little wrinkle in the in the fabric of this. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that at least. That'll be fun. That that's that's the most interesting part of it for me is is uh, how Heyman reacts to it because mm. um, I mean, neither of them winning the title inspires me all that much. Yeah. Reigns retains us, but like he's already been put massively over the past year. Um. So that storyline just continues. But yeah. Brock wins it. And like we all know what it's like when Brock wins the title. Yeah. I don't know. I, I did enjoy Brock just reading, you know, the Outstorm and magazine and not watching Raw. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. Yeah. I just re- I, I just really enjoyed how he just does not care about the product at all. It's like, yeah, whatever. This is hilarious. You yeah. know, um, because obviously- he, he looked great as well. Oh man, I don't know. People are like, "Oh, he should have cut his hair, or grew the beard out, or shaved." I'm like, "No, man, he looked great." <laughs> would Would you give Brock Lesnar <laughs> just fashion advice? Oh uh, well, as I said, you know, it's. I think it was a good look. You know, it, it looks different anyway. You know, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but also, actually, before we wrap up here, uh, WWE 2K 2022 was shown as well last night, and it's like, ah, oh, okay, you know, it's going to be out in January, which is bizarre. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they're gonna have a roster of four people. <laughs> is that it? Like, you know, that's actually what I had down on my uh, one of the first notes I have is uh, sponsored by 2K22. Lol, yeah, it's like there's four people, and they just keep getting rid of people, so it's like, they keep right. getting rid of people. And the last 2K, like, everyone knows what a disaster it was. Oh man, can I just say though, 20 the the, the, the actual like 2022 career mode did actually predict a lot about what happened in 2022 to be fair 
Did it actually? Yeah, kind of, in a weird way. It has loads of empty arena matches, right? <laughs> I swear to God, has lots of empty arena matches and uh, a really weird thing with Mahardy and The Undertaker. So, in its bizarreness, it actually predicts a lot of what happened. So, while it was a train wreck, I do think people need to be aware of how weird that game actually is. When you start playing the career mode, it's bizarre. Absolutely I've, bizarre. I've never played it. In fact, I've only played one or two of the, the 2K games. I, I really don't like them. Yeah, I think they fair. go far too much into the... Um, it's almost more like a simulator than a mm, than an arcade than an of, arcade yeah. type thing, and it's really but more the arcade end of it. I'd be be looking at. So I picked up a couple of them over the years to give them a go and try them, but uh, just have never been for me. Oh, that's fair. But what I will say is, like you know, when I played it, and I have streamed some of it on my Twitch as well, so anyone who's on my Twitch can go back and watch it. Um, I might do it again, a full playthrough of it, but. When I was playing it, I'm like, oh, my God, they've just predicted 2020. Like, down to a T. It's like, WWE don't do the empty arena stuff. They never really have. And for some reason, it's just there. So, you know, it is one of those things where, like, when you're when you're playing the game, um, I like to see what the career mode is like. Um, but I agree. I prefer the arcade stuff to the Sims stuff. Anyway, but the game itself is a train wreck. Does half the roster get fired in the in the story mode? No, but you do several times. And, right. <laughs> and then uh, Samoa Joe has a robotic arm for some reason. Great. Not a joke. Not a joke. <laughs> not a joke. He tries to kill you with a robotic arm for some reason. Um, actually, speaking of, well, kind of like computer games, just before we finish with SummerSlam, one other thing I'll say is please stop this bloody CGI stuff for yeah, entrances. The graphics, yeah, they look, they it's look. so bad. For the, for the once or twice they work now with edges stuff that looked pretty cool, but that was it. Everything else just looks awful. Yeah, I'm not. I, I like, and you really like the whole reason you pay like a huge ticket price for a ticket to go see a live show is to be given a live spectacle. So mm. I also kind of feel like they're robbing the fans in the stadium a wee bit. You know, you because know, what what they see is just the the entrance way. The production actually. On that point, the production night was atrocious too. It looked terrible. It, it, it looked like a garbage tier house show. And you know what? Actually, that's insulting. Anytime I've been to a WWE house show, it looks pretty good. But the, the X stage that they have now with the lights and stuff, it looks pretty good in, in the yeah. O2 or the Tree Arena now in Dublin. Um, yeah, it looked awful. It, it looked like they, they were just, yeah, all right, we'll go out there and we'll, you know, who cares? Yeah, so. but it's, it's again, I think it's that, that money-saving thing rather than have people coming up with because one of the great things about pay-per-views used to be when they would have this awesome, you know, uh, specific set, yeah, yeah stage man. and, you know, would be themed and like oh, some of them, it. even the ones for like the B-level pay-per-views, like Armageddon C- and all Cyber that. Sunday. Oh, they used to put loads of effort yeah. into them. And now it's I, just the same stuff and they put a CGI snake across the... Remember Backlash when they had the... Oh. No. The hooks. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's one of the things about the show But uh, look, I'd give I would say on the show to wrap up, if you haven't seen SummerSlam, don't bother. Uh watch Edge and Rollins and you're good. That's all you need to watch. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's it's the it's a strong D. Yeah. D is generous. Yeah, uh, or you can give them a did not complete 
all right. Well, look, let, let's get into um, some positive because obviously, we want, you know, we want to be positive here on the show. So on Friday night, uh, the wrestling world got its biggest wrestling moment in years. Uh, it's um, the arrival of CM Punk. Now, not only that, before we get into obviously, Martin, you're, you're our AEW guy. And, um, you know, it was there were, there were some comments that, oh, it wouldn't be funny if he didn't show up. And I'm not wrong. I thought that would have been hilarious. But they did. Um, they did announce a lot that, yeah, he was going to he was going to be here and they kind of built the show around them. And, you know, but I did think it was smart that they opened up the show by bringing out Punk. And the reason why is because that chant would have been happening all night. So they were smart. I another reason as well, like um, they don't have overrun on TNT, I don't believe so. No. The show ends when it ends, and that's kind of it. But at least with this, you can adjust your time. So, you know, if Punk had gone on for 40 minutes or something, they could have adjusted. So he went, went to 20 minutes. Then his introduction was 10, and they talked to him for about 10, and they set up the match at uh, All Out. So I have my thoughts, and they're controversial. <laughs> but I'm going to let you have your thoughts first. Um, well, the first thing I'd say is, yeah, absolutely. He had to come out first. There was three matches in the show. Mm. Um, apart from the uh, Jade Cargill match, which was a squash, um, the other two matches were were good. The mm. Jurassic Express match was really good. The John Moxley Daniel Garcia match was great. In fact, it had really a uh, really cool finish. But nobody was going to sit through any of those matches, no. knowing that CM Punk was up next and not no. just chant his name. Like he had to come out first. Um, it was the only way. There was no other way to do it, you know. Um, the it, it it was perfect. Well, can I just say this as well? Right, not only did this get like wrestling news, but if you Google CM Punk debut, ESPN, Cena, TV Now, Dexter.com, CBS Sports, Bleacher Report, Digital Spy, Sports Illustrated. Oh, it was everywhere. He was everywhere. Uh, he so CM Punk was the number one hashtag on Twitter for like twelve hours. But of the top twenty-five hashtags, five of them were about C. So there was CM Punk, and then there was Clobber and Tame, and then there was you know Summer of Punk or whatever it was. But mm. there was five hashtags all about Punk uh, wow. in in the top twenty-five. Um, he he came out the. Cult of personality started, so thankfully they've they've got that. Great choice. Great choice F- to keep it. Fantastic. I know I can't remember what it was, but I know we played something else like on the indies and ROH and that. But I think cult of personality is what's most associated well, with him. Well that was his famous one from uh from from um when he was in Ring of Honor as well. He did something else similar and he like when he was in TNA he used Ravens music. Yeah. But um yeah, no, it's always kind of been yeah, that's been so. As soon as it hit, people knew what it was. Oh, the graphics! Uh, the graphics came up, but I mean, that crowd. Every time you thought they'd peaked, they just got louder and louder. Yeah. So the music hit, and they just erupted. And then he walked out, and they went up another level. Yeah, and he dropped to his knees and looked out of the crowd, and they went up another level. Yeah. And then he stage dived into the crowd, and that was like cool. they were. I I thought that was it. I thought that the place is going to come unglued. It did. Uh, it did. <laughs> it was... I have to say, you know, even though there was a four-man boot there, they all kept their mouth shut. 
which thankfully, was, which was amazing until it was appropriate to talk because again, if that had been WWE, they would have just said something stupid. Thankfully, yeah. I I slightly disagree with you on Taz. I actually think Taz is one of the better commentators, but four mm. far well, too many. Look with Taz, I don't know. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Don't <laughs> worry. I said but, I I have a controversial opinion, but I'll get to it. Go on. But uh, I think we can both agree four commentators, four commentators for an hour long show. Oh, Way God. too much. Way Far too, too much. many. Yeah. Far too many. Um, yeah, I thought what he said in the ring was fantastic. Like everyone knew what he was talking about, but it didn't turn into a typical, you know, Jabes at WWE or whatever. He went out, he talked about what he needed to do to get healthy and he hopes people can understand. And now he's back. Mm-hmm. Uh he came in and the first thing he did was put over Britt Baker. Yeah. And then he and then he put over Darby Allen. Um yeah. you know, like he's okay, so maybe I'm being worked here. Because like I've heard all the stories about him being, you know, difficult to backstage and all that. But I don't know, he he just seemed so genuine. He seemed so genuinely happy to be there. He seemed genuinely overcome by the emotion of the crowd. He seemed I will like give you that. I will give you that one. Yeah, you know, he, he really, really seemed to be there for all the right reasons. Because I remember last week we were talking about it, and you were, you said, um, "Oh, maybe he's run out of money." I still uh, believe that. <laughs> that I, I, I don't I know. I still believe that. Yeah, like like I, still... I said, maybe I'm being worked. He's yeah. he's an an excellent performer, but the whole thing felt real and honest and emotional, and I just completely bought into it. And yeah, like everyone else, I've watched it 20 times on YouTube since. Last time I checked, it's 2.5 million. I'd say that's going to keep going. The the only thing I can compare it to, and this has got one of the many tragedies of the empty arena era, is the uh, Sting Sting showing up. Yeah. Because that that was a socially distanced audience. Mm. I think there wasn't even a thousand people in the in. Uh, the arena and they made that sound like a, a full arena you know um, I, the thing about it is though like it's so cool that it happened now after the pandemic you know I oh. think it, it, it's you know and it really is one of those moments like what i'm gonna say next is gonna upset a lot of people but le- i want to be positive with it so it was an amazing moment uh it's like one of those moments where you're like this is what wrestling is this is what it should feel like this is the emotion you should get this is what it should sound like this is all that kind of stuff and i think for everyone who wanted it it's exactly what you wanted like they did it right they did it perfect um it's 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 about as good as it's going to be and it's also something that a lot of people think didn't think was going to happen um i knew it would happen eventually because you know we all got to get paid and you know once there's someone willing to give money up you know workers are going to get it and you know I think there's an element of that now what I did appreciate was the the Darby Allen stuff that was cool I think working with him is a great idea and uh, yeah now do you have any more positive things to say before I start getting negative um uh, the uh, no that was dynamite I'm thinking of uh, no, the rest of the card was really good. Like I said, Jurassic Express match was great fun. Kira Hogan, Jake Cargo was a squash, and then the John Moxley <laughs> match. But like the whole thing was an afterthought. Like, yeah, people were just this was a real moment. I was high on this. Like, it was great today. Like, yeah, <laughs> today still just 
buzzing. Well, SummerSlam brought me down a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, Summer, SummerSlam did that. It was, you know. Um, I'd say, though, it was, uh, you know, and if people are in the chat want to comment on what you thought about CM Punk, please do. Uh, and who you agree with, like, please uh, let us know. Um, I, Rampage is a cool show. I think an hour is, you know, more than enough for an extra show. And it's, you know, it's going to smash SmackDown's ratings. Like, I guarantee you the ratings for this thing were through the roof. Um, and you know what? Look, AW might actually be a proper competition for WWE if this keeps going. Like, they're getting there. Punk was a, probably, he's probably the big star in the world by being Punk, if that makes sense, you know? Um, uh, Daniel Bryan coming in, you have probably the best wrestler in the world. Um, and then you bring in Bray Wyatt, you know, it's like WWE are just giving them stars to make their company with and then by giving fans what they want, which is exactly what this was. And look, I'm not going to say that's a bad idea. I'm not going to say that's a, a stupid thing to do. No, absolutely not. You listen to your customers. The, the rule about making money is you give the fans what they want and they will make money. And here's the thing, the AW crowd, it wasn't only, you know, neckbeards. There was a lot of women there, a lot of kids there. So you're like, well, okay, this is this is working, you know, and they're going straight to trend. Whether you like the product or don't, AEW are actually doing it, you know. Um, that being said, with CM Punk, seven years ago, I would have been your man in the crowd crying. Seven years ago. It was all I wanted at one point. More than anything. I'll be honest with you. Um, five years ago I would have been like oh that's awesome three years ago I would have been like that's really interesting two years ago I would have you know been happy to see it and now I'm like okay fine you know, <laughs> I, I think he waited too long personally I think he waited far too long um, yeah. and, and the reason why is because he damaged his credibility so much by doing the other things. Being an actor is cool, but his movies bombed. Being a comic writer, I love comics. Uh, the comics weren't amazing, but he still did it. I appreciate that, and you can totally go and do it. The UFC thing really hurt, like crippled him because he's not the best in the world. He can't fight. He has no legitimacy. You know. <laughs> He got killed twice and then only has a win because of a drug test. So I'm like, okay, your whole shoot-based approach isn't real because you're not actually able to fight. So that did a lot of damage to him. Um, the money thing as well, it's like, okay, so you waited seven years, so how much money do you actually need? You know, and I'm just like, okay, that's another thing that I just can't turn these off. And that's what I mean. You got to come back a couple of years later. I would, or if you hadn't been there in AW from the beginning to be like, I want to be there to take it to WWE. Fine. But he, he didn't, you know, he actually said, I don't want to do it. Now. The other side is his promo was quite good. And it was, it was actually a great promo. And look, if you loved it, I do understand why again, seven years ago, I would have been all over this. I would have been your man crying in the ring, literally, or in the crowd, literally, right? But it's seven years ago. <laughs> you need to get over that. You know, it's like, you need to get over it. it, it it's kind of lame, you know, to, to still dwell on that seven years later when you're a millionaire, you know? Yeah, I mean, he, he clearly has 
still has that connection with the fans. Um, I kind of agree with you about, I think the time for him to come in was at the start to really yeah. buy in into exactly. AEW to show a bit of faith in them. Yeah. It was a wee bit like he was sitting back and waiting to see if it was a success or not before yeah. he... Um, and it's smart business to do that. But the problem with that is, the pro- like the biggest problem with Punk is, right? and I'll be honest with you, this is why I love Punk, he was the anti-authority figure. Yeah. Now he's not. You know, if he, when he was in the WWE, you got behind him because he was fighting through the power. He was like the rebel. Now he's in AEW. <laughs> Who's he rebelling against? <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but that's not to say that he's going to be the same character seven years later. I mean, I think he's a, a good and a smart enough performer to, to you know, change with the times. But he they have, that's the they problem. He has, but we we don't know. We haven't seen what he's what he's going to do yet. Mm. But they have they have set themselves a really high bar here. Yeah. So the 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 debut was amazing. It, it was. wasn't. It was an all time wrestling moment, like wrestling yeah. industry moment. Oh, but, wrestling um, period. This is yeah. one of those big mega moments, and you can't take that away from them. They've no, done no, it no. and they've earned it. And here's the thing: like again, I'm a huge CM Punk fan. It's just a shame there are these other elements for me that just... And he even mentioned it in the problem. He's aware of it. He's aware of what he did. He knows what he did. And he yeah. apologized for it. He's like, look, I'm sorry for what I've done. It's like, yeah, we know what you did. Like, you, you cock-teased everybody for seven years. You know, it's like, you, you can't do that to people yeah. who supported you. You know what I mean? So... They had... They had, uh, like you say, an amazing moment. Yeah. But the moment's passed, and now it's now it's what's he going to do? Yeah, that's like, the thing. Yeah, we've yeah. seen wrestlers come in with amazing returns mm. and then do nothing. Uh, so, Edge's return at the Rumble was huge, mm. but his his run since then has been on and off, I, hot I, and I, cold. I can't really blame him. He came just. Oh no, he got he got injured and, and the pandemic. And, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, like, yeah. That's a shitty look. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a bad look. Just, but, just an example. They've set a really high bar now. It's great, yeah. great to be ambitious and, like I say, a hell of a moment. But yeah, the real work starts now. Absolutely. Like, and here's the thing: I'm willing to to park a lot of this based on what happens next. Like, because look, as I said, like AEW now have my interest. Um, like, I'm I'm happy to watch that show every week because it's. You know, it is genuinely probably the best show you can watch if you're a wrestling fan. The danger becomes if it just, you know, oh, we're not WWE. That's where I'm like, all right, we got to be careful because then it stops being its own thing. And my my big problem with this this character, if it is a character, is that it's not based in Punk's work. Now, Punk's work has some, been some of the best cerebral stuff in the business, like his straight edge society stuff was brilliant. Um, his cult leader stuff was super good, and, and the whole best in the world thing. He has to rebuild that all, all up again from the fact that you're working in front of an, an extremely knowledgeable fan base. You know, because everyone who watches AW is, is a smart, you know? We all yeah. know how it goes on. We know how the business works. It's not WWE how it works based on that it's an educated crowd he now has to fight and i hope when he is doing interviews with people or promos they're like well we've seen what your fights are actually like how are you the best in the world yeah 
I, you know? I think, but I think that they'll, I think that they'll do that. I, I think mean, so too. They've never shied away from, um, from saying stuff in promos before that mm. you know, like fans are thinking, like they give, you know, MJF gives Jericho slagging about being fat and <laughs> you know, like, and you know, and and I, and I think these are the things that needs to happen. And I think if Punk's able to roll with that and grow into a a proper character now that he's like, right, well, I've done all this. Let's move on to it. And that's what Jericho can do. I think Jer- Jericho's work in AEW has been amazing, but it just feels like Punk is a WWE guy in AEW. So until he stops being that. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get that. Oh man, I did. Feeling at all. I did. He was only short of coming out and talking about Johnny Ace, you know? <laughs> um, um, no, no, I've always seen him as even, even with his time in WWE, I've always seen him as more of an, in the ROH guy. Well, there was a good comment where it's like, without WDB, he'd be homeless. So, you know, it, yeah. it, as I mean, like he was a rebel in, in the big machine. And I'm like, how are you a rebel in the machine that's built by rebels? Yeah. But, but like you say, that's, that was his character. That's not to say that that's what it has to be mm. now. Um, but this is where I'm coming from with that. So as I said, you know, we're going to watch it. I'm, dude, you have me, you have me in AEW. I'm, I'm watching AEW oh, yeah. now and actually supporting and hoping that it does well because it does have everything you want. That, that dreg we watched last night <laughs> is the alternative. <laughs> so you know, it, it's cool and, it, and it's exciting. And as I said, look, if you were a fan of of what what happened on Friday night with AEW, I totally get it. As I said, seven years ago, I'd be your man in the crowd, bawling, crying. You know, literally. So, but what they have now is a hell of an opportunity because this all out, I think this is going to be yeah. by far their biggest yeah. selling pay per view. Yeah, I and it's going to be game changing. It might yeah. actually just do that for them. Yeah. Now, prior to all out, their biggest selling pay per view was Revolution, and that right. actually damaged them because they yeah, had they a exploded. they had a yeah. huge audience, and then they had one of the worst moments. So yeah. I think they'll be smart enough to know that for the next few weeks, there's going to be a lot of new A's on us that All Out is going to be the biggest pay-per-view ever and there can be no messing, no mess-ups. Everyone's got to pull it out of the bag. Like, this is where we, like, not only make up for for the people we lost at Revolution, this is where we grab a whole new audience or this is where we bring back uh, an, an audience that has has left wrestling or, or sort of lapsed fans. Mm. Um, and I think they're smart enough to know that. Yeah, I, 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 and you know, dude, that that's a good point. Like as I said, the war was with NXT. They've won that war. Now the war is against WWE, and you know what? WWE don't seem like they want to fight that war because they're losing. Like, oh yeah, I so. think I think they're looking at. I think Revolution did. I think when it first came out, they said it had one hundred twenty thousand buys, but I think that creeped up because. The way pay-per-view buys are are calculated is really strange. It doesn't right. come out till months later, and I think it ended up being one hundred and thirty or one hundred and thirty-five. Jeez! But God, this must be they must be pushing towards two hundred thousand with with Punk. And you know, again, like you know, we're we're just about to have Daniel Bryan debut as well. So once that happens, you know, as I said, you have CM Punk who is is the hottest free agent in wrestling or was he is that name and you know people say he's not over it's like yeah he is did you not hear he's the over. Yeah, he is over <laughs> he is a mega star uh daniel bryan is you know the best wrestler in the world like yeah. i can't wait for him to be going in there with with um hangman page having matches with omega like 
even you know handcuffs off matches with Jericho. You know, yeah. it's like it's gonna be ridiculous. Well, that's the know? other thing. Like, like, so the seven years away has meant that uh, if he can still go in the ring, we'll find it all out. If he we can will. still go, yeah, we have dream matches with people he has never been in the ring with. He's never been in the ring with Kenny Omega, with no. Hangman Page, with the Lucha Bros, like mm. with Darby Allen coming up. I don't know. I assume at some stage he crossed paths with Jericho. I don't he know. He did loads of times. Um, but yeah, apart from yeah. apart from Jericho, I don't think he's been in the ring with anyone else in AEW. So there's a whole litany and impact of just classic and, matches, and then and impact pulling and the Japan. impact crowd and Japan, New Japan. Remember, like there was a good point made. I can't remember. I think it was on Stephen Larson's show. They were talking about it going in Raw, where it's like AEW isn't only a door to AEW; it's a doorway to Impact Japan. And AEW, which Tri- is AAA, and NWA. Exactly. These are all places that they can go. And it's just like, if that's what's happened, if that's the landscape that we have, WWE's finished, man. <laughs> like it's, it's in a lot of trouble. It's in an awful, and they've done well, I mean, it all to themselves. They're not all to themselves. Yeah. Well, there's two different, there's two different fans. You got your more casual fans and there's always going to be more of them. So I, I, I suspect WWE will always be the bigger company. And I'm kind of okay with that because that rabid, tightly packed fifteen thousand people, you know, was was more impactful to me than the fifty thousand in the stadium. Uh, so I, I'm okay as long as AEW maintains the quality. I, I'm okay with them being the second company and being the company for wrestling fans, hardcore fans, smarks, whatever you want to call them, um, and let WWE do the the casual audiences and the younger audiences and, and all that see, and let them be two different products. But I, well, they are going to be two different products, but like this happened with WCW as well, where like WCW was for a very long time, the product and people don't remember this. What was the smart product? It was the product that you watched in 1996. Cause that's where the wrestling was. WWE, I mean, 1994, That's where the wrestling was. Oh, yeah. NWO, oh, even back to the eighties, like, Terry mm. Funk and Ric Flair battering exactly. each other. Exactly. Uh, Regal like, and Finlay. Like, that's where the fighting was. But WWE has never been that. It was that kind of because there was no one else left. And, you know, they manufactured with NXT. So, you know, but with that going in particular, like, I don't know how much that's going to be able to sustain itself when, you know, we're watching a show like SummerSlam and there's one match that we can talk about and one moment from AEW just changed the entire landscape of everything so I don't know man like yeah you said it might be the biggest company ever but things are different we know what happens when WWE wins the fa- the, the product is, ap- is hostile against everybody and you know Vince isn't Vince anymore Vince is like 70 and almost uh, you know, checking out here and so. I and I have serious concerns so like obviously we're not going to cover much of uh, the takeover tonight but in general, I have serious concerns about... Now we get to that next week. We will get to that next week. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, we'll do that next week. But in general, I have serious concerns about NXT. So obviously right. you had all the firings. Now they're going to do these, you know, change up the way it is. They only want big guys. They only want guys under 30. And it turns out that the next three or four NXTs are all going to be pre-recorded. Oh, God. And USA is not happy with that. USA yeah. 
the TV station there saying, well, we paid for a live, live. weekly show, a live weekly show. Yeah. And now you're giving us a month of, of pre-records. So, I mean, I'm just looking forward to whenever it comes around to renewing the contract for, you know, a weekly NXT show. I mean, I'd have serious concerns that USA is going to say, we'll give you it at a, a vastly reduced price or we don't want it. And that's fair. You know, like the, the ratings, again, WWE have made more money over the pandemic than they ever have. But how much, and again, that's why, you know, it was a perfect time to sell. But, you know, eventually your fan base is going to stop. <laughs> you know, and if you have 30 people and two big stars, like let's say Roman Reigns gets injured, right? Roman Reigns and Edge Orton gets injured. That's most of your show finished. You know? And that's it. Like, who else are you going to put out there? You fired the rest, you know? Yeah. But who's, said, who's coming up yeah. after them? You know, like, yeah. it's all very well saying, oh, we only want huge guys and we only want them under 30. But, like, those guys, it takes years to get to, to, get to a level where you're, you know, you're able to be a convincing main event or even mid-card But they were star. Getting, they were getting there with Lashley and they had the chance to cement that now. And, you know, they just didn't do it. So fair play to AEW. I have to say, you know, for all this criticism I would give them, um, when the chips are down, it's they're make they're out there making moments. And again, the fact that it's the gateway to, to impact, it's the gateway to New Japan, it's the gateway to all these other promotions. Um, I do think there's a lot of stock in that saying together we're an we're an alternative to WWE, like a proper comp like they obviously are alternative, but I mean like competition. So yeah, maybe yeah. separately not, but all together being that oh yeah, that horde well, particularly with WWE are like we have literally nothing going on. <laughs> I think it's the it matter means- of it means you can regularly, or at least semi semi regularly, have those huge surprise pops. Because, like, okay, so you get that whenever you whenever you hire new talent and and you bring them in, um, you know. But you can only do that so many times. You can't be hiring yeah. new people every week. Exactly. But when you have open relationships with AAA, with NWA, with New Japan, it means you can bring in. You know, every so often, bring in someone from the other company. To- well, that's it. Here's the thing: you can have Kenta versus Punk. On a pay per view, you can have mu- you like can imagine, have- imagine what the crowd would be like if if Omega's out giving one of his waffly things, and then Kota Ibushi shows up. Yeah, boom! Just like this is it. Like these, these are things that you can just do, but in WWE you can't, and it doesn't look like they want to. And honestly, I think the the time has come and gone for that. I think the closest we got to having a product that we as fans, and I include myself in this, when I say Mark or Smart. <laughs> I'm doing a wrestling podcast the past you know 15 years. Come on. Uh, Come you know, nerd to know. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> it, it's a term of endearment, if anything else. But like that show that we wanted, it it has come and gone. And it was NXT 2014 to 2016. Yeah. You know, um, so look, it is what it is. You know, it's I I I am excited now as an AW uh, watcher. I wouldn't call myself a fan yet because I'm still you know quite hesitant to, to do that. But um, I am enjoying what I'm seeing. You know, and I think uh, as we're getting on, uh, you know, the other thing I'll say about it is is a really pleasant surprise I got during the week was that Dynamite this week on Friday was brilliant, and I really yeah, ex- I yeah, really expected I really expected Dynamite to just be a kind of a yeah, it's okay, but we're just we're waiting till Friday, really. 
but no, Dynamite was a bloody class show. And the show the week before with uh, Christian Cage winning the belt was amazing. Oh, excellent. Now, yeah, you, yeah, call, the- now you, you actually called that. And I was like, oh, that might actually happen. <laughs> and then when I, I was checking my Twitter feed at like six in the morning, I saw, actually, no, I lie. I got an email from Impact telling me, congratulate you know the yeah congratulating christian cage i'm like what i was like oh okay i guess that happened last night um so yeah I, that's how i found out about it but man i i and then people are like oh christian cage is great i'm like yeah he is <laughs> he's really good I, I had to unsubscribe from every so i i can't spoilers right. i had to unsubscribe from every email i could think of um and i remember last year at winter aws winter is coming I managed to avoid everything. I'd went to work the next day. I'd stayed away from all the social media. I hadn't seen anything. I got home. I was about to put on uh, Winter is Coming, going to sit and watch it. And the next thing I got this email come through my phone. I thought, it's okay, I'll open the email because, like, you know, I... What's I, it going to be? Yeah, what's yeah. it going to be? And it, I'd bought a T-shirt from Pro Wrestling Tees. Oh, so no. Pro Wrestling Tees now had my, my email address. And I opened it up and... It was Pro Wrestling Tees debuting their new AEW Sting t-shirt. Oh, God. Brilliant. There you go. <laughs> so I've unsubscribed no. from everything. Well, you know, it, with Impact sending out their pressers, though, it's like it's part of the core, basically, being, being on the mailing list. But uh, yeah, so I found about it, you know, so I don't have the opportunity to do that. But I wasn't upset because I was like, I was happy for Christian Cage. Um, oh, Yeah. And then I went back and watched the match and it was quite good. But this was something that happened by accident. So this is kind of the opposite of the Becky Lynch thing where like they were supposed to have Hangman, but obviously his wife's having a baby. So he, he was like, no, look, I can't be there. So the Christian Cage thing was thrown together at the last moment. And damn, it's it's great. You know, it's such great. a cool, it's a great little thing to do. And um, it's great. Run. The, belt, the belt thing really gives it a bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, impact, you know, yeah. not to <laughs> excuse the pun. Um because I thought it was strange that they do the, the match twice, you know, that they do it on Rampage and then they do it on a pay-per-view mm. so soon afterwards. Um, yeah, but the pay-per-view is, that's, you know, obviously the Omega's winning that, but like... Oh, yeah. I, I'd assume so. But breaking up the belts is cool because Christian is like an Impact legend. Like, he's a TNA legend. Like, he actually genuinely is. So it's cool for him to go back and be there now, you know, while not working for Impact, but working for um, AEW, still having that kind of connection. And if nothing else, it, 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 and it gives that bit of legitimacy towards what we were saying, where it's like, okay, you can work for these companies, but you can also kind of hold belts for anywhere, you know, and they'll still be respected. And that was the problem that New Japan had with TNA, where belts would just be, you know, I know belts are props, but like they would be, treated horrifically and where you know 2007 was not a good time if you if you are a, a fan of belts yeah i, I honestly god I, th- I think that's it should be a given i don't think people should just accept that belts are props i mean mm. it shouldn't be i i think the aw titles have real legitimacy like yeah, they do. obviously not yeah. as a combat sport no but, like, I, but what they are in wrestling yeah the way they're treated people hold them you know, for significant lengths of time and they they defend them like in big matches. I think I think the TNT title might be even more prestigious than the, the AW title. Um but that's fair because that's kind of like their television belt. That's the one that's defended most. Yeah, that that run Cody had with it where he was bringing in um bringing in like indie guys every week. 
Mm. That was fantastic. But the same I, things happen now with the impact belt, where it's like, wow, that's you know, even though it's an impact belt, it's it's a thing you expect to see on AEW, which is wild. It's it's completely uncharted. Yeah, it brings back some of the prestige, like the IWGP title, even yep. though the new one looks like the old Divas title. Like ah, it's yeah, it true. still has prestige. It still has. So I I don't think we should just dismiss belts as props because they can be more than that. You know. Well, see that's the thing. You know, but I'm like, you know, people are. It is an argument, and it's an argument I do kind of see the point of. But it's nice to see, as someone who loves belts, it's nice to see that they are being treated in such a way that you can buy into it and what's the point of a title match if you're not invested in it it's kind of you know to bring it in it's like captain america shield you know it's like yeah that's a prop but it means something and it should be the same way it's like okay this is what you're fighting for this is the whole point of it why is it important i'm just seeing christian cage with those belts it's like well man this is like a really cool moment and for me that was a bigger moment than the cm punk thing because christian cage earned it he deserves it he's like yes you do deserve it this is a big moment for you and it was a huge moment, and people were excited about it, but obviously not because like it's Christian Cage. <laughs> well, for me as an Impact fan, I was like, he's, "This is brilliant." He's been brilliant in the ring. Like I, I can only imagine that they have something huge planned for for that match at I hope all so. out. I hope so. And I'm excited about all out. I think that's going to be probably show of the year. I think at this point, I mean it. It has to be because they're going to have a whole new audience it's probably going to be the biggest the most days they've ever had in a paper pay-per-view i mean they gotta pull this out of the bag well look you know obviously we didn't get time to open up the phone lines today because we've gone nearly two hours because there was so much to talk about but again i want to thank everybody in the chat you know the deal you're a legend thank you very much uh hit subscribe if you haven't we appreciate it uh martin yes anything you want to plug before we get out of here yes uh this week i have been watching uh, HBO series called Succession. Okay, and it's it. it's uh it's about this family and the patriarch of it that runs this massive multimedia business. It's like the third biggest business in the world. He's a billionaire, but he he takes like some sort of a stroke or attack, and um, the company looks like it's going to go to the kids, but then he recovers and he comes back and he decides he's going to keep the company but he keeps running it in increasingly erratic ways. And the kids keep trying to find ways of deposing their own father from his own company. And I'm watching it going, man, this must be what it's like to be a McMahon. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. He didn't <laughs> call it McMahon. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what I'm plugging. Watch Succession. Awesome. Uh, again, guys, we are on uh, Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday. Um, of course, if you're checking it out here, though, please subscribe if this is your first time. Like the video, leave a comment. That helps us a lot. Uh, if the best way well to help us other than that is to spread the word of the show. We do a show every week. Usually it's on a Friday night, but uh, we just had so much to talk about this week. So we'll be back next Friday. I think we're going to get back into the WCW uh ring as it were martin yeah. i haven't decided yet what it is but we will get there um again we have a whole run of shows going all the way back and um if you're listening to us on the true penny channel what are you doing come over here hang out with us live uh on uh the wrestling rewind.com but for my co-host we will talk to you next week here on the wrestling rewind bye guys Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.